Let's enjoy this ongoing message by Sam Adeyemi. Okay, so let me share just for a few minutes, you know, from a passage of scripture that we all know so well. It's Numbers chapter 13, verses 30 to 33, New Living Translation. Numbers chapter 13, verses 30 to 33. But Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. Let's go at once to take the land, he said. We can certainly conquer it. But the other men who had explored the land with him disagreed. We can't go up against them. They are stronger than we are. So they spread this bad report about the land among the Israelites. The land through, the land we traveled through and explored will devour anyone who goes to live there. All the people we saw were huge. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Anak. Next to them, we felt like grasshoppers. And that's what they thought too. Wow. So let's title this Citizens Matter. Citizens Matter. So this is an interesting story, you know, of the great move in the Bible of the Israel, the nation of Israel out from slavery in Egypt to the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey. Okay, so they come right next to the border and Moses, the leader, appoints 12 men. These are not ordinary men. We usually call them the 12 spies. I won't call them the 12 spies. They were leaders from the 12, okay, <laughs> the 12 tribes of Israel. They were the 12, 12 warriors, the 12 leaders. Say, so go and check out the land. None of us have been there before. Confirm whether it's exactly what God said it is. A land flowing with milk and honey. Somewhere far better than where we're coming from. The 12 men went there. Remember, warriors, soldiers, leaders, they went there. When they came back, they broke into two groups. And those are the two groups that we read about. Okay? Ten of them gave a bad report, a negative report. They acknowledged that the place was beautiful. Yes. In fact, they said everything there was big, they said the people there were big. They described them as giants. Honestly, I would say that what they saw was development. It was overwhelming for them. Then they began to express how impossible it was for them to take over that land. It was impossible for them to make it. Two people, Joshua and Caleb, gave a different report. It was positive, okay? They said, let us go up at once to take the land. We can certainly conquer it. We can take it over. Okay? With God being on our side, we can make it. Ah. Leaders broke into two groups. The majority were negative. The majority could not see possibilities. They saw impossibilities. The minority report, the two, was the one that was positive. You know the deciding factor? The citizens, the people. They were the deciding factor. They had the choice. They could have gone with the guys that were positive. The guys that said, yes, we saw giants. Yes, the place is so massive. Yes, but with God on our side, we have a fighting chance. Let's go and fight. If it is true that God is with us, 
we will overcome, we will prevail, right? They factored God into their thinking. That was the difference. They saw the challenges. Yeah, they saw the economic challenges, the social challenges, the political challenges, the challenges with technology. Their technology was inferior. Their military weapons were inferior. Their army was inferior. This was a new nation, okay? But once you bring God into a situation, impossibility should lose its definition. Of what use is it to have a country filled with religious people that call on God, but when it comes to confronting situations, we cannot you know, draw on that access to God to get superior ideas, okay, to create solutions, to conquer our problems, okay? Anyway, my emphasis is on the fact that the deciding factor was the people. The people could have chosen to go with the two, but they went with the ten. And by going with the ten, they extended their journey in the desert by 40 years. Very important. <laughs> It was the group of leaders that the citizens supported that prevailed. Unfortunately, the people went for the leaders that made them comfortable in their low self-esteem. The leaders that did not put them in the situation where they had to fight. Leaders that did not put them in the situation where they had to confront big ideas, big dreams, big challenges. Unfortunately, when you avoid the big challenges, you avoid the big victories. Hmm. Human nature likes vanity. We don't like to fight. We don't like to work. Okay. But we like to get the good things and it just never works like that. <laughs> it's better to confront big dreams, big ideas, trusting in God's help than to try nothing and to achieve nothing at the end of the day. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. <clears throat> you know, it appears to me, having read as much as I can and since I was a teenager and looked at African scenarios since then, it appears to me like the form of government is not our problem. Colonialism was a problem because then we were not in charge of our own destinies. But then aside from that, whether it's a monarchy or it's the military or it's democracy, how come we don't seem to be making progress? How come? The problem is that we don't believe yet that we can create a developed Africa. And I want to challenge us today that that absolutely makes nonsense of our purported faith in God. Why in the world should Africa not be as developed in every sphere, every sector, as other developed nations of the world? Why shouldn't we be? The other nations that we like to go to did not drop from heaven. They were created by people 
that believed that they could conquer the environment, okay? People that believed in the beauty of their dreams, people that believed in possibilities. Those are the kind of people that Africa needs right now. Anyone that is seeking for leadership at any level that cannot describe Africa, describe our towns and cities, describe our infrastructure, describe our government and its bureaucracies, describe our science and technology and our sports, okay, and all sectors, our educational system, anybody that wants to occupy a leadership position in any sector that cannot describe Africa has been developed, has no business being a leader. However, there are those right now, and I know they are in the minority, but there are those that believe it. There are those that believe that our cities can be as beautiful as cities, you know, in the Middle East and Europe and in North America. There are those that can see it. There are those that believe it's possible. And I want to say today, the choice belongs to us citizens. Who we support, who we back up, will ultimately decide our next 40 years. Let me just say here right now that if the people you want to line up behind, the people you want to lead us are not those that believe in possibilities, you are extending our journey by maybe another 40 years. Today is a day to make a choice. And honestly, I make a choice. I make a choice for development. I make a choice for development. Listen, going with the crowd is never a proof of wisdom. Where the crowd went in our story was what led them roaming about in the desert for 40 years. The crowd is not always right, <laughs> okay? You know the beautiful thing about that story where it ended 40 years later, all the adults that said it's not possible, we can't make it, had died. And they had been buried in the sands of the desert. The two people, the two leaders that said it is possible, we can make it and we will make it. Amazingly, they were still around. And they made it into that promised land and they inherited portions of it. Isn't it amazing? That gives me confidence. That gives me hope. One day, we will surmount our current challenges, especially the politics, the government. Okay? We will. And then that will free up our economy because each individual and our societal institutions, starting from the family to our local governments, to our states and regions, to our nations, will be free to create wealth, to unleash our potential. It is coming. <laughs> but it all depends on you and I. Our decision determines our destiny. Right now, Africa is ready for miracles. I know we believe in miracles. 
but we need to redefine the miracles because when you look closely, you can read it later in the story of Israel, their food came by a miracle in the desert. But the moment they stepped into the promised land, that kind of miracle stopped. They had to depend on another one, the one that depended on principles. It is principle for you to plant a seed and for you to get a harvest from it. That one is more predictable. That one gives you more control. And that one requires for you to think and to innovate. And that's the new dimension of wealth for Africa right now. True innovation, right? That's a new kind of miracle that is coming out of Africa. And we will have to pay attention to our educational system. Because as you will notice from the story of Israel, it was the young ones that were kids of those when they moved out of Egypt or those that were even born in the desert. They were able to move into the promised land. They did not have the old hang-ups and mindsets to deal with from slavery. Let's pay attention to our young ones and exert maximum influence on them. Give them new visions, new dreams. Yes, Nigeria, Africa will be developed. I believe it with all of my heart. I ask you to believe it and then to make every decision and take every action based on that reality from today. Can we pray together? So can you just pray for yourself for a minute and say, Lord, my experiences may have affected my capacity to dream, but I ask you to give me the courage and the capacity to see Nigeria and to see Africa developed. Yes, Lord, give me the wisdom, the capacity, the grace to believe. Give me the faith. Give me the conviction to believe in its possibility. And let my decisions from here and my actions make it possible. Today, I separate myself from those that will lead us around the desert for another 40 years. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we are grateful. We thank you. We thank you because we know your word says that the things that are impossible with men are possible with God. Once you step in, impossibility loses its definition. And we know, Heavenly Father, that we have our own part to play because Israel had to run towards giants, believing you would intervene. So, Lord, we know the hard work is our own part, the thinking, the innovation, and we ask you to help us. Because when you help us, we can take giants down. <laughs> Our seemingly insurmountable challenges help us to crack them. They've been solved elsewhere in the world before. And then, Lord, we know there are those amongst us that just have not found that place in their hearts to have compassion on people, to sacrifice their own comfort, sacrifice their own prosperity, to allow everyone to prosper at the same time. We ask, Father, that you touch their hearts Touch their consciences right now because they wield a lot of influence. Lord, help them to use their influence well. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray for that honest person who says, ah, my relationship with God is not okay. So I don't even have the capacity like you're saying. <laughs> I'm weak in myself. Well, Lord, we know all of us were born sinners. And that's why you sent Jesus to die for us on the cross. 
And you change our lives by changing us from the inside, removing the nature of sin from us, putting your own nature there. So thank you, Heavenly Father. Because as we pray right now, you will forgive us our sins and remove the nature of sin from us. Can I ask if you're that honest person that is a part of this service right now who wants us to pray together for forgiveness of sins, that you please say this prayer after me. Can you please just put your hand on your heart where you are and say this prayer after me. Dear God, I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins. I ask you to forgive me now. I ask you to make me a new person. Remove the nature of sin from me. Put your own nature in there. Give me capacity to love like you do. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for everyone that said this prayer. Jesus said there is a celebration. There is celebration in heaven when this happens. So we thank you for forgiveness of sins. More than that, the miracle of change for removing the nature of sin from us and putting your own nature there. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.